0: Hey y'all, welcome back to College from A to Z with Annie and Zinny. Sorry guys, we took like a four-week sabbatical, um, coronavirus hit, and so we got a little behind schedule, but now we're back with our fifth episode. So on this podcast, every Friday, we interview a new student from a different college, Kind of so that people who are thinking about attending college or transferring can kind of get a gauge on what the different college experiences are. Because I think if you go to a different university, your experience is totally different. And I guess in the wake of all this coronavirus things, this may be helpful to high schoolers who can't go on their college tours. So y'all can listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah, definitely. So with our carefully selected guests, we talk about topics like academics, social life, health and career. And the entire purpose of this podcast is to, again, entertain you guys. And so if you're trying to pick a college, we just hope to help in any way possible. We also have an Instagram called at college from A to Z with number two. So if you have any suggestions or questions that you would like us to ask our guest, please Direct message us uh, through our Instagram at college from A to Z.
0: Yeah, and so I'm going to go ahead and introduce our fifth guest. Her name is Brittany Na. I went to elementary school, middle school, and high school with Brittany. Um, so we've been together for a while. She's known me for a long time. She's currently studying at NYU where she's a sophomore, and I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself.
2: All right. Hi. Um. I'm Brittany and I've known Zinni forever. Um, So I was really sad when we had to part ways after we graduated from high school and had to go to different schools in different states. Um, I go to New York University and I'm a double major in business and film in the Tisch School of the Arts and the Stern School of Business. Um. yeah, I really enjoy New York. It's a shame it's the epicenter of the virus, but when, uh, I can't wait to get back in September and resume classes because it was really fun wandering around the entire city as my campus.
0: <laughs> let's start off with that. Um, let's get a little bit of context about, you know, the size of NYU and what kind of schools they have and things like that.
2: Yeah, so NYU, I guess, is a a huge—it's like a smorgasbord of majors because there's just so many uh, different types. They try to pack as many majors as they can into the school, and they're—they're—they range from uh, very general to very niche. For example, there's like a ton of biology majors, but then there's maybe one person I met who's majoring in optimal living at the Gallatin School of Individualized Studies. Or who's majoring in uh, political satire. Like, I think what's really cool about NYU is even though it's a huge campus and there's about 50,000 undergrads, it does boast a huge number of majors, which makes the class sizes smaller at the same time. So... For example, if you're the Tisch School of the Arts, a lot of the classes are, like, 10 people. A lot of the classes, some of the time, are, like, 20 people. I think the maximum people I've ever had in a class for a gen ed was, like, 30 people.
1: Do you guys have a freshman requirement?
2: Um, Yeah, so there's the notorious writing the essay requirement, where you have to take two semesters of a writing the essay course. They tend to tailor Mm -hmm. to your major. Um, So... There's also uh, required general education courses, and then there's your core major courses. And then in most majors, you can further specialize um, and do those core courses as well.
0: So I think it's pretty important for people to get some context about the campus or lack thereof at NYU. Britt, can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so I really like wandering around, and Zinni and I grew up in the city, so I, I think it's like a, it's like a Toronto on steroids. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. I think New York is, uh, it's like, it's a sprawling Toronto. It doesn't really have a campus. It just has a couple of buildings and even some of the buildings they, like NYU just rented out a classroom or rented out a floor in order to put some students in there. Nice. Yeah. So, for example, on the engineering campus, I know some people take classes in the J.P. Morgan building. Um, so you do go to school. You could be in the same elevator as people going to work, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, or a journalism school is located in the building where they write the village voice. Um, so it's in the same building as another publication, Uh Yeah, there's just no campus. I think just because Manhattan's real estate is so expensive, they can't really afford to buy out too much campus um, in the Lower East Side, at least.
0: When I visited um, NYU, the engineering campus, not even campus, just engineering buildings were literally in Brooklyn while everything else was in Manhattan. So the kids in engineering literally have to take the subway if they need to take a class that's not in engineering, which I thought was really crazy.
2: Everyone jokes that Tandon is the offshore campus.
0: And what's what's
1: Tandon's again?
2: Oh yeah, that's the engineering school. It's cause I think also NYU has this reputation of building campuses around the world. Like I don't know how many
0: there are. They said they have like 30 or something locations. Um, well, like you uh, mentioned before, Brittany New York is now the epicenter of the coronavirus. Let's talk about corona for a bit. Um, I'm sure that's the hot topic right now. <laughs> um, how has it impacted, you know, your schooling? Are you guys online? And how has it impacted your life?
2: Yeah, I think like all college students, it's it's all on Zoom now. Um, and... I think it's kind of difficult because especially film courses, they're practical courses where usually there's a lot of hands-on work. Um, There's a lot of equipment and uh, like pre-production where you have to plan months in advance to shoot and you book out locations and you spend thousands of dollars securing crew and cast. And then the fact that now everything's on Zoom, a bunch of thesis projects got canceled, a bunch of shoots got canceled where money was previously put in. Um, and so it's it's hard that Tish won't refund, like the art school won't refund your tuition, especially since all of those majors are so hands-on and you can't really get the same experience over Zoom.
1: Do you guys have any online courses at NYU or is this your first time taking a course online? Um, I think this is my first time
2: taking a course online. There's like online options. I know you can get um like online degrees. you can get online certificates. so i I would suppose they have experience in this realm, but maybe not at the undergrad level.
1: okay, I see yeah
2: how do you find your guys' classes?
1: Well, at Houston, we have online courses already, so it's not like a new deal for me. But I mean, still, be, since I'm in Korea, like the time difference really impacts me. And mm-hmm. like, for example, today I had to wake up at 3 a.m. to attend to this lecture online. And the professor starts asking me questions because it it's a small court. It only has like 10 people in the class. So she would appoint me and ask me questions. I'm barely awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So even though I'm used to it, like all the circumstances, like the different um, me being in Korea just makes it all like a lot different.
0: Yeah, that's really rough. I'm sorry, Annie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so at Mandy, we don't, they don't offer online classes. So we didn't really have the infrastructure to, you know, move to an online class uh, kind of situation. And so a lot of the older professors are struggling um, to adapt to that. And then the kids figured out how to, Put your backdrop with your face on it, so you can not attend class, but make it appear as though you are attending. Class. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: I just the only thing keeping me going through with um all the Zoom classes are the Zoom memes.
0: I know, absolutely. And then, how has it impacted your you know personal life? So now you're back in Toronto instead of New York, and you know how has the quarantine been? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: the, I think the quarantine's been kind of rough uh because i've uh i've never been so confined in one place before i'm usually someone who likes wandering around i think that's why i chose the university that i chose and now i'm uh i'm confined inside to my home and it was so hard at first i thought corona wasn't I don't know i just i i think i had the same reaction that my roommate had because we were both debating about going to like puerto rico florida like oh we should go to disney world like in the beginning because i didn't i don't know i always i think it's that perspective of oh it's it's a foreign virus like i think a lot of people thought that way especially when the nyu shanghai kids came Mm -hmm. um people people felt sorry them and people felt like oh we need to catch them up but no one ever thought that it would get to us i guess or a lot of people did and then my parents started texting me and they're like don't go anywhere don't go anywhere and i kind of ignored it um, until you know the situation's too late and you realize that you have to go in quarantine and i was warning all my roommates like don't go to disney world it's gonna get canceled don't go to the beach um and now my roommate is in the situation where she's like stuck in florida she booked a flight back to new york after they gave us an eviction notice from our dorms um she's now stuck in florida and she has to like figure out a way to get back before they evict her and completely like kick her out of the um kick move her stuff uh they they're trying to like convert the dorms into hospital beds apparently
1: Oh no. I heard that somewhere Harvard up. University kicked out like kicked out everyone from the dorm as well. And like a lot yeah. of mm-hmm. international kids didn't have anywhere to go. And that's been a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Did uh did you fly home before any of this escalated or did they uh, evict you from Yeah, no
1: the thing is in Houston, like it's not really any crazy there? like there is no confirmed cases at least as far as mm. i know so everyone's mm. kind of chill but then we hear all the news in washington and new york and everyone start freaking out and let's just yeah. take time to talk about how people stock up on toilet papers okay so i go to this i go to target and they legit had no meat like nothing on the shelf including toilet papers so i call my parents and i'm like okay like they have nothing, like no food. In case they quarantine oh. us, I don't think I can survive here in 14 days, like for 14 days alone myself. That's why I flew back to Korea like right on because yeah. I don't know, like everyone was just kind of panicking in Houston. Like I get that they had to prepare, but like at the same time, it was like this whole um, yeah. everyone's freaking out issues. Um, so I just want to be safe at home, you know, rather than staying alone so I just decided to come home but yeah I bet it was way more crazy in New York oh boy yeah everyone acted like it was it
2: it, everyone had differing reactions I think like I know some people warned other people to stay in quarantine they completely like they bought all the masks they stocked up and then there were other people who were acting like like I think that was my initial reaction there are other people who were acting like it wasn't a big deal until like, the news really made it apparent, I was like, shit. <laughs> I should probably stay inside.
1: Yeah, I always think that it would be way different without yeah. the social media.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's weird because I visited New York a week before this all kind of exploded. And... All the restaurants were still as packed and people were standing super close to each other. It wasn't like the city was shut down at all. The subways were still packed and then literally a week later, it's deserted, right? It's crazy. I guess even when I was leaving,
2: um, I think I left like five days ago, the subway was still kind of crowded. Everyone was still going about their day. like Nothing really happened. So I didn't even stay long enough for them f- to see like empty times square to see uh like empty penn station
1: Oh yeah that was crazy it's yeah. like viral on instagram of how like empty the times square
0: is Yeah for sure yeah. yeah yeah The thing i don't understand is why people are stocking up on toilet paper and food because don't you use the same amount of toilet paper and food whether there is or is not coronavirus I'm I don't really understand why people well, the first instinct was to go buy toilet paper I, I don't understand
1: that's why like Korea all the Korean makes like the meme out of that because we like we had the whole corona issue too but we didn't really stock up on toilet mm-hmm. paper rather we stock up on face mask which isn't really proven efficient in preventing it but but yeah a long story short I, yeah i thought that was like confusing are me. your parents making you
2: wear a face mask outside
1: oh yeah for sure everyone in korea wears face masks the reason for that is that in case you have it like we don't want to spread it to other mm-hmm. people because like for some people they have to go to war yeah. and the only prevention measure for them is to wear that and then just to keep their distance Mm -hmm. you know so yeah like some people still have to go to work and some people have to go to school and that's just their way of um, making sure they don't spread it to other people yeah I think that's good
2: people care about other people meanwhile I notice a lot of the uh, a lot of the feelings in America are Mm -hmm. like I'm young I'm healthy why do I have to why do I have to quarantine myself
0: that's where the education part comes in.
2: Yeah, I
0: think a lot of people aren't very educated about the basic science to understand. You know what's the difference between even a virus and a bacteria, um, and that just leads to a lot of you know misinformation. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I think a lot. This has given an opportunity for a lot of people to create misinformation. Like, did you see the one post where they said if you flush your a mouth with hot water it'll get the virus into your stomach and your stomach acid will like eliminate the virus what yeah someone copied and pasted and sent it to me and i was like oh, what you should try that guys yeah and then at the same time i think it's also oh, like Every time I see a new Trump conference, he's always like, "We will get through this. Don't worry, not a big deal." Like I've recruited all these people, I've thrown all this money into it. It's fine, but I don't. I I think he's just not really seeing like the bigger picture either. That uh, it's 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 more of a global problem, not just something he can solve on his end.
1: No,
0: absolutely that. I really agree that it's not just a U.S. problem. It's it's we have something we need to solve globally for sure. Yeah. It yeah. is a pandemic they call it,
1: so for sure. Yeah, I think it's also
2: like, I I wonder what it like. I think I called Zinni before and I asked, um, how does it feel to be in Nashville and for this to happen? Because I'm sure the the climate's just very different like New York people have very strong reactions but it they they tended to be like on a certain spectrum where some people could either be like okay time to party quarantine
1: party and then some people are like the apocalypse I feel like that's generally everywhere. Yeah. Okay, okay. I see I like okay, I'm sorry zini but the first thing I saw when I heard that your clo- uh, your university closed was that everyone's story went to partying mode. yeah everyone like posts their snap stories with like them having fun with their people and like just not caring about school at all (laughs) so that's true a lot
2: of people um took this as an opportunity to create more public gatherings
0: yeah when we got the announcement people started partying and I think a lot of the seniors Mm -hmm. were pretty sad actually they were pretty devastated that their semester had ended so early because you know some of the seniors they haven't figured out what they're going to do post-grad so that's actually really scary because you know they didn't expect to have to deal with this so soon and maybe they don't already have an offer lined up and everything which is unfortunate a lot of seniors just crying in the dorms um, but also people went out on Friday's day after they we like no social gatherings. People went out for St. Friday's Day, and then it turns out, <laughs> yeah, I know. And then so one person at that you know gathering was actually positive. So I believe there's now ten positive cases mm-hmm. at Vanderbilt, and oh, I wow. know, I personally know two people who actually have coronavirus and attend Vanderbilt. So it's kind of crazy because I think people are now seeing. I think people will mature from this whole situation because they were like, "Oh yay, school's over, let's party." And then now they actually have coronavirus. So
1: and I feel like people like should be aware of like so many people that are being impacted. For example, like as you talk about the seniors, like some of them, the international kids, they can't even go back to their home country because they can't renew their visa if they go back. And they can't come back to the country to like um even do a graduation or, you know, and especially for athletes, we lost a semester of eligibility, which means the world to us. (laughs) Um, So it's impacting so many people in different ways. Mm -hmm. What is a semester of eligibility? So for college athletes, we get four years to compete as a, for the team, for the university, right? And because of the whole coronavirus deal, we lost our spring season eligibility for yeah so for golf we have a year-round season so we have fall season and spring season but technically the spring season is more important because we have what's called the ncaa championship which is where all the division one sports uh, golf team comes together and compete for the championship um, trophy right yeah yeah I think what's even scarier is
2: um, there's a lot of predictions that there's going to be a recession after this. (laughs) Imagine just being a senior walking right into the the working world with a recession. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I actually think that the people who get impacted the most when a recession comes is, you know, those people who hold those positions Mm -hmm. where you don't need an education because, you know, they'll just start – hiring overqualified people for some roles in order to you know people will take roles that they're overqualified for just to have a job but then what happens is you know the people who don't have that displaces exactly exactly it's kind of they're the ones that are most impacted but yeah it's impacting everyone which sucks and also we're going to be walking into if there's a recession which is likely we're going to also be walking into it since we're sophomores right now um which isn't great yeah 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 mm-hmm. but interesting times yeah. we've lived through um and you know the scary thing is um you know how bill gates predicted all of this by saying oh the next war is gonna be you know a bio yeah his ted talk mm-hmm. <laughs> um Apparently, he said that he predicts it will take 18 months for this to blow over. And since he's been historically correct, I'm a little scared for him to be correct again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I'm sure there's yeah. going to be another like pandemic like this that's going to kill people. And like we have to figure out some way to prevent that because this is all miserable like it, it's killed so many people even though it's like not our age group it's pretty important to like find some ways um, to... yeah i think even just to get like the vaccine approved
2: optimistically it could take like one to two years mm-hmm. so
1: yeah that's what i heard for oh. korean pharma- pharmaceutical companies like they don't really put that much focus into developing a vaccine because by the time they develop it some like it's already like kind of subdued, like the spread of virus isn't too like um it 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 has kind of like decreased, you know
0: yeah and it's it's not as profitable anymore as it is having a vaccine right now it's it's two years down the line people demand mm-hmm. isn't gonna be as high and yeah it's it's kind of unfortunate, and the thing is also you know with this virus killing off the elders there's going to be less of a demand for health care as well in the future. But then that's when everyone's going to ramp it up and be like, let's invest more in healthcare," And then they're going to see, oh, we're not getting the revenues we need. And it's, I don't know. It's just going to be a yeah. bad cycle of never being prepared for a pandemic like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: this is kind of getting depressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, have y'all been contagion? <laughs> oh the contain oh that netflix movie god my mom came home and was like have you watched
2: contagion have you actually no but i read the wikipedia summary and i was like oh my god it's the exact same situation yeah
1: yeah yeah it kind of freaks me out of how like similar it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay switching gears <laughs> All right, Brittany, so could you talk about why you chose films, when you got into that, and how you decided to apply to NYU and what process you had to go through? Uh,
2: yeah, so I got into film because I wanted to... Um, I I was in this arts program that Zinni and I were in in high school, and we had different majors, so mine was film arts, um and a lot of our it, it was kind of fun because throughout high school I got to make like I, I don't think I was taking it very seriously like I made films with my friends and we made YouTube videos and then I started to get really intense about these YouTube videos and I would like make um I'd start buying more equipment I'd bring in more lights i and I think over time I realized how much equipment I stockpiled and how much effort mm-hmm. I was putting into making videos Um, that I think I realized I wanted to go to film school or at least try out the American system of it because in Canada there aren't too many, I I guess, prominent film schools with uh, access to the studio resources and the equipment resources that I know some Mm -hmm. American universities have. So that's why I decided to uh, apply to American film schools. Um, And I wanted to go to NYU only because it was close to home. And I think I was afraid of uh, going a bit too far. Um, And I wanted to still have an environment that felt like home in case I wasn't very comfortable freshman year. So I chose New York because I know when I toured UCLA and USC, um, it was located in a bit more remote places. And you usually needed a car to get around. Meanwhile, New York's pretty accessible
1: Mm mm-hmm
2: yeah i think it was mainly just location
1: so your high school had a major for film yeah i think it was one of like two in the city
2: um and so it it rivaled a topico school for the arts and i think rosedale school for the arts also had a film uh program and a lot of we ended up like competing at the toronto international film festival like their challenges um and yeah i think it was a small community too and that felt really nice and it's a very cooperative um major so you have to have friends and one of the main complaints at nyu is everyone's so isolated and no one really has friends because everyone's taking all these gen ed courses they don't necessarily i guess want to take but in film all of us i think want to be there and a lot of us have to rely on each other um for the success of our projects.
0: Oh, yeah. Can you talk about, you know, making friends since there isn't really a campus? And how do you really go about doing that at NYU? Do you have to be a part of student orgs or something? Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually not. It I,
2: I feel like it could go either way because New York, a lot of people, I think, are very upfront. And a lot of people will approach you if they find you interesting. Like our campus surrounds Washington Square Park, which is actually where I meet a lot of people. Like sometimes I'll just be sitting on the bench and I'll see someone from a class that like I I vaguely remember and we'll just wave at each other and we'll start up a conversation. Or it could go the totally opposite way. And I understand that because it's such a spread out campus, you wouldn't, um, you, it It could be difficult making friends, but there's a lot of extracurricular also at our school. It's definitely not taken as seriously at some other schools I've noticed. Like a lot of our sports teams, for example, um, everyone says we're like third tier for sports. So I, I haven't noticed too much of... There's no football team, for example, which I know tends to bring people together. They're like pep rallies and... A lot of people watch football games. I don't know. Do you guys?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But our team did not dude that great this season, so oh. it wasn't that fun, but yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, um, but there's definitely a huge art scene. There's a lot of people who start up acapella groups. Improv groups are a huge deal. I noticed um, drama groups. And a lot of the times if someone can't get into the extracurricular they want because a lot of it's audition-based. Uh, yeah you can just start up your own thing like I know a lot of people who took their organization outside of the school and they started um, booking shows at other venues instead of just school venues because there is because there's so many people there's a lot of uh, competition to even get into extracurricular and then Mm -hmm. to like book out rooms yeah
0: yeah Bernie can you also tell us which orgs you're in
2: Uh, Yeah, so my freshman year, I joined Views from NYU, which I thought was a cool talk show. I think also a lot of people in the same extracurricular are usually like in the same major. Um, That tends to be the case. So a lot of film majors were in that talk show uh, extracurricular. And then there was the Washington Square News A lot of people in the video video journalism department were also in the film department or uh, in like cinema studies or screenwriting. Um, And then I was also part of the cinematic frat, just called Delta Kappa Alpha or DKA. Um, And so there's, I don't think there's very prominent Greek life just because there's no real estate, free real estate. Um <laughs> there's there's not that much real estate to get frat houses. Um uh, but you know, we have we have weekly meetings.
0: You know, every every time we do one of these episodes, it just shocks me how different each college experience is. Would you agree, Annie? Yeah, for sure. I I don't know. I'm just like that's crazy because Greek life is fifty percent of the students on our campus and it's it's crazy yeah. how different all these different schools are. Yeah, so to wrap up this
1: podcast, could you leave us with one last piece of advice that you would like to share? Uh, about coronavirus? or <laughs> Okay, yeah. I didn't think <laughs> about that. About not coronavirus, but pertaining to your experience um, coming up to this college. Um, was there a piece of advice that you would like to leave someone who's just just a life advice or college experience advice any kind of advice that you Mm
0: -hmm. would like
2: to leave um don't be afraid to strike up conversations like if new york taught me anything you never know who you're gonna meet um sometimes i'm in parks and i'll sit next to a stranger and turns out they're like this they were the star of the frankenstein movie and they're just chilling in the park or sometimes you're just like walking around and you never you really never know who you could come across and i think new york has taught me that that people are more accessible to you than you think and it's also it kind of levels everything because you don't really put people on a podium like yeah they're the executive here yeah they're like Some big actor but also you see them operating in their daily life or you can pass by them on the street and you guys are like you guys can still strike up a conversation i think it's definitely given me the confidence
1: to talk to more people that's a great piece of advice and that's pretty cool that you met yeah that you met someone from frankenstein
0: oh i was like oh my god you're frankenstein (laughs) yeah yeah I love that. Um, It sounds like New York is kind of an equalizer, you know, of people. And I think what this coronavirus has also taught us is that the internet kind of also plays that role in equalizing people, which is really cool. Yeah. So maybe there are some positives to this whole coronavirus, you know, (laughs) looking on the right side. Um, Yeah.
2: I thought when celebrities got coronavirus, that's such a strange equalizer. People are like, oh my god, I can get it now that Tom Hanks has it. <laughs> okay, what?
0: Oh my god. So coronavirus mm. is also a great equalizer. We're all susceptible, yep. <laughs> Brittany, this was really fun. Thank you so much for imparting some good advice on us and for talking to us about NYU and coronavirus.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, guys, so... <laughs> So that was it for today. But before this ends, please go follow us on Instagram. It's at college from A to Z with number two. And again, just direct message us some questions or suggestions for our podcast or people you would like us to interview. Thank you, guys. And see you next Friday.